Boom. Boys, we have arrived. We are here. Oh, three years. In the famous words of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, the day has finally come. The minutes, the seconds, we have reached our moment. Boys, we're here. I don't know the rest of it, but we are here. <laughs> we're here. Now that was WrestleMania 3. There's WrestleMania 22. Hello. Let me introduce you to oh. the character. It's funny. Straight off the bat, you're already going to think we're a wrestling podcast because I can tell you right now, all I'm thinking of is is old WrestleMania. I think it's 18 or 19 with Limp Biscuit, where it's just the, the old the old intros. I just love the old intros that we used to get. But let's introduce ourselves then. I guess, I mean, I'll go first. So I'm, a, I'm JD. I'm an avid Carlton supporter. I love the blues. And like the rest of us, I'm a massive fucking wrestling nerd. I'll, I'll go next. Uh, I'm Nate. I'm Nate McFooty. Nate. Nate's footy AW. Whatever you want to call me. I am a Collingwood supporter. So I like to think that this may be the closest thing we've got to a Collingwood supporter and a Carlton supporter being on a show together on a weekly basis. Not as a one-off. But on a weekly basis. Not only that, but being best friends. <laughs> we actually like each other. <laughs> Most weeks. Most weeks. <laughs> Most weeks. Uh, my hobbies or passions include anything footy and Breaking Bad. And my mobile number is 04599. <laughs> <laughs> there, you know everything about me already. My name's Mason. I'm the Fremantle fan. I do not have anywhere near the knowledge that these two do about footy, but I'm just along for the ride. We're going to have hey, some fun. The way I look at it, mate, is you're our local, like you play local footy. We gave uh, up a long time ago. To play. <laughs> I'm trying my best. Hey, uh, back pocket of the century in my heart. Oh, no, they put me up as a small forward yesterday. What? Yeah. Small forward. I know, right? What? They train you as a back pocket all season and go, you know what? Small no, forward. No, there was no positional training. Like, this is coming. This is Rezzy's. Rezzy's footy. Actually, yeah, okay. Rezzy's footy. Okay. Rezzy's football. Rezzy's football was some of my favorite football when I played. Because, it, let's be honest, it's... The blokes who just can't quite make the ones and the big yeah. fat 30 year olds who just <laughs> haven't got it anymore. Oh, yeah. And it was the best blend of, of old and young. And I used to, I used to have a ball playing Rezzy's footy. I used to, that, that, that I reckon was some of the best footy. I think time at footy, I think I ever had. You're in your first year of Rezzy's footy. You've got a bit of mm. a, a bit of an identity crisis. So you don't know who you are in Rezzy's footy yet. You're going to yeah. find out in a few weeks time who you really are. I just can't wait to follow the journey that we get to go on of Mason and <laughs> Rezzy's football. Like, let's be honest, we we like we don't have a segment for it, but I would like every now and again just a minute of how the Rezzy's football went that week, and then feel free to include whatever we want. Okay. Like, Mace, how'd you go? How'd you go? Was it yesterday or today? It was yesterday. Um, yeah. So. I laid, I've actually got some footage that I can share to the group. Oh, later. please give it. Um, yes. I laid a massive tackle on some bloke that tried charging through me, pretty much belly to bellied him. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I laid a nice tackle, but like most of the time I was lost, man. Like uh, I was trying, I got a, I got a reaming, or a reaming pretty much because I, I was filling the pocket. Um, and yeah, my big key forward told me off. Uh, he gave me a spray, but I learned quickly to, to give him space and take my defender with me. Let's but, be honest, when you, when you play that small forward role, mate, any, any full forward will tell you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're meant to be at his feet. Not at he's not oh, at yeah. your feet. We're not just a wrestler. Oh, we're not fucking wrestling. We're not we're, we're, we are, we're, it totally took two minutes. <laughs> we are not just a footy talk show, podcast, whatever. We will sprinkle in a little bit of wrestling. We do have a few segments in mind. We've got ourselves uh the Boys Club Awards from the mind of JD. The Stephenson Worry Hall of Fame from the mind of yours truly, Nate McFooty. Meso's Arrow. You've heard of Caro's Arrow. Yet we're now delivering Meso's Arrow from the mind of Mace Man, the Space Man. But most importantly, we've got a shared segment called Takesh to Watch. Oh boy. Did anyone Our okay? Boy. Did, okay, I, I gotta ask quickly. Did anyone actually watch Rampage? Okay, nope. good. good. I'm glad <laughs> I did not. Oh, <laughs> so I'm glad I only, I, only, I only watched it because of Takeshita. Beautiful, beautiful. At least someone watched it. Because I was just thinking, I was like, I definitely didn't watch that yesterday. <laughs> you know what's sad? I've got detailed notes on the match. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, 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 Right. Yeah, yeah, we will. But, but, but before, we, before we even move on, what is on your hand right now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> off glove. Uh, I've got the Quentin Lynch finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was not ready. You're going to have to level that like no tomorrow because you killed me then. I did not expect you to have a full footy glove on. <laughs> You're my I'm not hero. expecting you to have an El Generico mask. It's probably moving around right now. You got me freaked out as well. I mean, we could also, I could just go give you a little bit of, there you go. Yeah. And you've got an undeserving Brownlow medalist. Yeah. Hey, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, I got a quick question for you. Go ahead. Did, did, did he get suspended last year? He actually did. But did he stay suspended? Mm. There was a few under the table deals, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Before we move on, did he stay suspended? Um, no comment. No, he played, he, he played the next game. Don't you even. And they lost. Don't, no! <laughs> <laughs> right. I knew it was heading there. Uh, well, speaking of Carlton, we'll get into the round one preview. I guess our season predictions as well. Uh, we've got to push it out to 20 plus minutes because every other YouTuber is doing it. Yeah, we'll start off with the first game, Richmond v Carlton, but we will start off with Richmond. Uh, they're in for 2023. Uh, Tim Taranto and Jacob Hopper from GWS. Uh, a few late picks, but the main, you know, out of nowhere draftee, I guess, is Kalen or Kalen Bratke, pre-season selection over Quinton Narkel. Mm. And Quinton Narkel is going to be the most unluckiest footballer in, in Australia. Missed out on pre or preseason selection, and then Jason Castagna retires. Oh, it's a rough one, isn't it? It's a he certainly should be on. I mean, 
if we're all being honest, Quinn Narkle should be on the list in 2023. He probably will. Sparkle Narkle, not on a list yet. I reckon maybe we'll see. He he, he more than likely should go in the mid-season if he doesn't go as a... Because supplementary is over, of course. Yeah. So he's only his only chance to get back on a list this year is a mid-season draft. Is it possible? More than likely. But again, you've got to... I, get, I would say you've got to show yourself at a, at a some form of level in those six months. Mm. Well, unfortunately, he's not playing for Richmond, and we're not talking about Narkel. We're talking about Richmond. I was going to say, we've, we've gone into Narkel, but okay, so Richmond. Their, their outs include Shane Edwards, Kane Lambert, Josh Caddy, all retiring, as well as Castagna. And they've delisted some key depths in Jake Art, Sydney Stack, Matthew Parker. Mm. I think he, I think he retired late last year, though. And Collier Dawkins. So their key forward depth may, might not be there for 2023. Uh, what do you guys think about Richmond's chances for 2023? And I do have a question as well. Hypothetical, if Richmond win the flag in 2023, where does that leave Dimmer in terms of all-time coaches? Um, I'll, I'll start. So, yeah, good. one, I, th- <laughs> I think I think Richmond have made the best, some of the best moves in the off-season to address the issues they had in the midfield. Their, their midfield is rebuilt. Let's be honest. Their, mm. their midfield is going to be dead. Oh, they're ready to go. Yeah, yeah, should absolutely destroy a lot of teams. The problem I have with Richmond is their forward line. Their forward line is so old. Like, there's going to be a few players that'll go through that should be, you know, a little bit younger. But to me, your mainstays are Lynch and Rewald, who are getting up there in age. Rewald, to me, this year is going to be a real test to see how he goes. I do think this could be the year that proves whether he should have retired last year or whether we were all wrong. And he goes, nah, he's, he's done well. He's go, he goes on. I do think Richmond is a team this year that can absolutely push, but it all comes down to injuries. Like you sort of said, Nate, they've lost a lot of depth. So I think you lose those players. Who knows what happens if if we sustain, they sustain five to six injuries early on in the season. They could be absolutely clawing for it straight away. Uh, I saw Damien Barrett's act on access to areas. There, he's sliding doors. He's already got one out so far. He doesn't have much faith in Richmond. And... Hmm. Sorry to say, I'm in the same boat. I don't see Richmond as a premiership threat. I don't think they'll be top four. I think they'll still push for finals. But the key ends of Toronto and Hopper is almost like a smokescreen. I think they are a bit too old. I think they're going the Geelong route. They're not going the rebuild route. They're trying to, I guess, bottom out a bit while still playing finals and then make another push. But their list is aging. They've got Rewalts approaching mid-30s. Tom Lynch in his 30s. Not entirely fit either. There's a few injury concerns there. Prestia with his hamstring. I think he may be touch and go for round one. Cochin won't be playing as much midfield. He's also going up there in age. Dusty Martin's mm. got a couple of years left. Obviously, uh, with his injury concerns in 2021, uh, up and down in 2022. But he's a champion of the game regardless. We're not going to criticise him for the recent years. If Taranto and Hopper don't work out, then they've got a bit of a problem. And I can see why some people have got them out of the eight, but I'm seeing some people predict them to win the flag. That's not me in this case. I've got Richmond finishing in about seventh spot yet again. As far as round one goes, uh, it's going to be a tight game. Uh, <laughs> is it possible the very first game of the year could be a draw? There is a, I mean, Ooh, I, I, yeah. as, as, as the Carlton fan of the group, there is a, every possibility. Um, 
I, I have heard a lot of criticism, and we'll get to it in a second when we get to Carlton, where we haven't added anything to our list. I argue that realistically, you don't need to, you just need to improve. Mm. And yeah. speaking of Carlton, I guess we've gone to their ins. They got Blake Akers from Frio, bargain pick. Sorry, Meso. Yeah. Uh, draftees, uh, noticeable draftees though, Hollands and Cowan, who could very well be playing round one. And they got Alex. Now, John, please correct me if, if I mispronounce his name. Kinch Cotter? Uh, Sin Cotter. Sin Cotter. Sin Cara? Sin Cotter. <laughs> Sin Cotter. Sin all over the place, mate. Sin Cotter from the preseason draft, who, according to someone from Reddit, was a bit of a dickhead in high school. Oh. Heard yes, we did, see, we, did, we did discuss this a few weeks ago. I mean, of course, no one's going to get this. We have a group chat, of course. But it's one of those things that we did discuss at length because I think I said, I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to really hold somebody to their uh, to what they're like in high school. <laughs> hey, JD, we're in cancel culture, right? Whatever you did in 2011 is going to catch up to you, mate. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I think he's like, because he's a mature age rookie, um, definitely a good pickup for Carlton. Um, somebody who addresses the Zach Williams... Uh, injury immediately, which, I mean, uh, since we're talking about Carlton, I may as well get into it. Uh, massive injury in the off-season. Zach Williams going down sucks. <laughs> uh, the day I woke up and saw that, because it was on the pre- it was on the uh, pre-season camp that he did it, mm. uh, absolutely shattering because, I mean, as we always, I mean, we always joke about as a group, he was training the house down from what we all, <laughs> yeah, all we heard. Was- all we heard was he was training the house down and he was going to have a ripper season. So absolutely shattering to hear that that's happened to him. But, I mean, we got to roll with it. We didn't have him for most of last season anyway. Big news today um, actually was that Sam Doherty actually signed for two years. Hey. Um, so extension there for Sam Doherty. I mean, he was never going to leave to begin with. But at the end of the day, that as a blue supporter, that's something that we're very happy with. I don't think I want to give my prediction on where I think we're going to finish because I think it's unfair for us as our own teams to sort of go, this is where, because we're biased. So I do, I think we're going to go better. I do think we're going to go better than last season. I don't buy into the fact that I think a lot of people think that we haven't added enough, so we're not going to be able to to push any further. Players just improve. That's a, that's a way I kind of look at it is players just improve at the end of the day. So, you know, let's see what happens. Uh, Carlton's outs obviously include Zach Williams. We're not off the list completely, just injured. Exactly. Setterfield out, Jack Noon's out, Stocker out, Will Hayes out, a bit unfortunate on that one. Uh, Lockie Parks also out, a bit early for that one. Oscar McDonald getting delisted, obviously being injured for too long. Uh, I'm going to make a bold prediction. Now, I have science for this one. <laughs> Every season since the start of 2015, there's always been a side that finishes top four having missed the finals the previous season, whether they're going to the flag or not, which is why I've got Carlton finishing top four this year. It's, I mean, as again, as, uh, as the experienced blues member, I mean, let's be honest, I'm a, I'm a proper member when it comes to this stuff. I pay $800 a season for this shit. Let's be honest. It's either it's it's to me it's all a bust. They're either going to do they're either they're either going to go. Ooh, I mean, yeah. it's not it's not going to be like I'm when I say all a bust, I shouldn't say like oh that's a flag to me. I mean all oh, a okay. bust in terms of they're going to push as hard as they can and get themselves in the top four, or it's going to go the other way and we're going to finish somewhere near twelfth. 
and 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 that's the way I do think it, it's it's either going to be one or the other. I do yeah. not think there's going to be much in between for Carlton this year. I mm. think what we've added, the determination, the list itself, there's no excuses. Exactly. So it's it's time to go. It's time to prove what Vossi is made of as a coach and what the players can do. You've got two Colin medalists. You've got a Brownlow medalist. You've got mm. the best player under the age of 22, Sam Walsh. He'll be back. John Cena. Yeah. Uh, an All-Australian defender. Jacob Wiedering, was he All-Australian or...? Um, not too sure, but sh I mean, realistically, without that injury last year, probably is. Yeah, uh, no excuse at this stage. You've got rid of your depth a little bit when guys like Nunes, um, lesser extent, Stocker instead of Setterfield and whatnot. But Cowan, and Cowan it seems like a bargain pick. Hollands could be playing round one. He may be heading in straight away. Boys. Akers as well. Paddy mm. Dow's on the list. Nothing's going wrong. The boy himself. Hey Mace, what do you what do you think of the Blues? Because I know so I know the Blues have been a bit of a bit of a soft spot for you the last couple of uh, not a soft spot, a bit of a hard spot because of because of um, Nunzi. <laughs> I I yeah, you've covered a lot. Um, but I reckon you guys just slide in. I reckon you just slide into the eight behind us. I so reckon? you think it's what what I said it wasn't. You think there is in between for Carlton. You don't think they're are gonna go all or nothing. There is in between for them. Mm, I reckon yeah. You were supposed to make it last year. There's, there's, yeah, a bit of a soft spot, but I reckon for sure you will. I don't reckon you top four because, you know, depth and possible injuries and whatnot, and the way that your game style is, it's very heavy duty. It's so, all or nothing. It's all yeah. or nothing. <laughs> Especially with the extra round this season, I'm not sure if Carlton's game style will beat them up again because i think we can all agree mm. by the end of last season carlton were really showing they were beating up they beat themselves mm. up they yeah. were beating other teams up but the problem with that was they were beating themselves up in the process yeah they were getting mm. worn down for sure that's that's what i noticed and yeah that's the injuries started piling up so yeah about about nine uh, eight eight sorry it happened. All right, I'm going to tell a but quick I mean, story. Just a, just a quick little Carlton story. So there'll be you'll probably get little bits of this for the podcast throughout the year. I again, I go to that many games. I mean, you're going to love this, mate, Nate, because this is the round twenty three story. Go ahead. Okay, so envision being a fan of any club. Envision having to sit in the perfect position to watch Jamie Elliott kick the winning goal against you. I had a group session outside of the MCG after that with about maybe 10 Carlton fans where we all got together and the one thing we screamed was the word fuck. And that was the best day. After that, after that game, that was all I needed. Sorry, it wasn't the best day. It was in terms of that was all I needed. We're ready for this year. We're ready to come back. That's all I'll say, boys. We're ready. I need to do my Tiger. My Tiger, uh, where I think they'll finish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, I reckon I still have you guys winning the game. And yeah. as as de depth, as you brought up earlier, I was didn't really think about that. I, I just saw the midfield and it was like, they're ready to go. They'll shoot back up the ladder. But, yeah, now that you mention it, they don't really have anybody to replace Lynchy or, or, or Rewald if they go down, which they're more than likely going to go down. Um, well, I mean, Lynch will. <laughs> yeah, Lynch will. It's just, and then, like, who's there to fill in? 
Well, so they, then do, they normally swing. Um, who is it? They normally swing down um, from back line. Oh, Bolter. Bolter. Oh, so, yeah. So, oh, but, the, but, the, but again, yeah. you're then you're sacrificing a defense uh, player, which mm. again, I don't think their defense is that strong. <laughs> which, by the way, uh, Gibkiss, I don't think he's playing round one. Tarrant is no. not playing round one. Mm. So yeah. Bolt will probably have to be playing. Well, Terrence like game. forty years old as well. Like why <laughs> are we relying? 20, on... Looks twenty, all right. So don't. But why are we relying, relying on Robbie Tarrant? <laughs> Rely on Tarzan. Just Tarrant. Gibbs, all right. Gibbs is pretty good as well. So yeah, I have them finishing about Nightman. Yep. Oh. <laughs> 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 Mayso thinking they're finishing Nightman. That's amazing. I haven't heard the word Ninthman in like 10 years. It hasn't happened, what, since 2007? I know. 2008. It needs to happen again. It has to happen. We're overdue. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm going to bring up the next game. I'm going to kick us off to the next one. Um, Nate, feel free to hit me with the ins and outs. But uh, So we've got Geelong Collingwood on the Friday night. So, of course, we'll go into Geelong first. Nate, hit yeah. me with those ins and outs. Uh, we've got Jack Bowes from Gold Coast, Tanner Broon from GWS. Ollie Henry from Collingwood, the dog, and Jai Clark, pick seven or pick eight. Uh, almost uh, not like for like for Selwood, but someone that's going to slot straight in. Outs for Geelong, Joel Selwood, Luke Dowhouse retire oh, retiring, so did Sean Higgins. Cooper Stevens, I'm not sure how many games he played, traded to Hawthorne. Sparkle Narkle delisted. Francis Evans also delisted. I mentioned him because he's out for Adelaide. Uh, almost no expectations for Geelong this season. They've won the flag, they've done it all. I guess they, they're going to be hungry to go back-to-back, -back, something they haven't done. Dangerfield as captain at the age of I was 32. just about to say, one thing you didn't mention was Dangerfield as the new captain as well. Well, I just yeah, mentioned it, all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Settle yeah. down. I'm on top of it. You've got it. You've got it. It's all good. But, yeah, I, I mean, with Geelong, I mean, it's another, like you said, I think it's a year they can do whatever they want. They can they could literally finish 17th for all my liking, and I'm going to sit there and still say that they're done – Brilliantly, the last 10 years. But mm. this, this is a stat that I don't think anyone's really mentioned. They're on a 16 game win streak. Oh, they're, wow. eight win, they're eight wins away from breaking the all time record. You're you Collingwood, Collingwood round one, Carlton yep. round two, yep. Gold Coast up there, they're on round three. If they start the season three wins, no losses, I reckon they could be on track to break the all time record in round eight against Adelaide in Geelong. Well, realistically, if they get past both of our mobs, mm. it's I, I would I would and I was trying I pointed at Mace first immediately, <laughs> but it, it genuinely do think if they can get past both of our mobs, I do think that yeah they that that immediately cements them as okay. This is some because again we're both teams that have been proved who are you know meant to go far this year. So you beat us immediately. Uh, that's game on for Geelong. I, I want to see it happen. I will go down Geelong and watch them break the all-time record, which, by the way, they've got at 23 back in the 50s. Oh, so oh wow! <laughs> the <laughs> against Adelaide in Geelong, they they will un unfurl unhurl the flag in round six, the Premiership flag against Sydney in Geelong. That's a big mm. fuck you to Sydney. Do they not? <laughs> so they'll they'll definitely unfurl it in round six against Sydney in Geelong. But they're wow. also going to, they're going to display it in round one as a tribute to Joel Selwood. Have they also oh, got that okay. big, sexy new stadium? Still under construction. Oh, oh yeah. No, hang on. Stage five development. 
Are we tell yes. are you telling me though that we're gonna be looking at no stand at one end again? No, there'll probably be a stand, probably just with no fans in it. Still under development. Man. Oh, that was my favorite part though. Like when they would <laughs> randomly cut to the tradie doing nothing in the distance. I oh. did I did enjoy <laughs> did you know actually I'll give you an interesting fact from last season. Did you know that apparently Tom Hawkins did reveal that they were struggling to take shots at that end of the ground. So Jeremy Cameron would specifically stand in a specific spot and he'd try to aim for Cameron. So basically he didn't have to worry about where he thought he was kicking because normally when you have the, basically the way he described it is normally when you have the stand there, you're aiming for a fan. You, you point out somebody, you point out a spot. They didn't have that. They just had a, basically a blank void that they had to kick into. So yeah. It was a very interesting – that was just something interesting, I thought, from last season that they did really well. So Cats start their premiership defence against Collingwood. I guess I'll do the ins and outs for my boys. Mm. A lot of trade-ins. I'll start with Dan McStay. Uh, surprising free agency pickup for us. Uh, Billy Frampton, Bobby the Hill, Tom Mitchell traded in. <laughs> Bobby the Hill. Markov Gate. Started at Collingwood. Hey. At oh, Markov Gate. <laughs> I'm dubbing it Markov Gate. My bold prediction, and John may laugh at this. John may have this. John may want this. I, I think Collingwood. This. I think Collingwood will dip, and I think they'll dip far enough to miss finals in 2023. But I can only hope. I still think Collingwood will win at least 12 games, 23 rounds, 12 and 11. I think will not be enough to make finals. Just. Get rid of a few of those close wins last year for Collingwood. They missed finals. I think that will be the kind of season we have. Not sure about you boys, but go ahead. All right. Mace, I'll let, All right, I'll let I you go. Who should I go for first? Collingwood. Hmm. No, I, I reckon you guys play finals again. That's what I was, I was discussing with you earlier. Um, that, yeah, I reckon you guys go up, upwards. Like, with all those close wins, all those grind-out games, I reckon they just make your side better. And I have them finishing about fifth because, yeah, no, nah, from all those wins, all those close ones, all the unexpected wins and the way to finish the season, they're going to go upwards. And with the Cats, I reckon, yeah, as you guys said, they can do anything. Like, who knows what they can do? Like, they could go backwards. I don't reckon they will, but I reckon they'll stay right about where they are and play finals again because we love seeing that happen so much. And I've got them picked at finishing second because I reckon they're just ridiculous and they're going to pull something out of their ass again. Not again. <laughs> yeah, uh, again. I'm going to reveal my hand. Collingwood fans, you will hate me on this podcast because I do not like you. <laughs> I can only hope you don't finish top eight. Uh, unfortunately, my brain tells me you'll somehow do it again. And somehow at our expense again. I don't know. I, I just, I, nah, I, I mean, putting all bias aside, I, I will put it all aside. I love Bo McCreary. <laughs> if we could see that man get a flag eventually, I'll be happy. Brody Grundy uh, traded to Melbourne. Ollie Henry traded to Geelong. Jordan Roughhead retiring. The Brown brothers, both delisted. And our boy, Jack Madgen, delisted. Imagine. Oh. Future Hall of Famer. I guess the way I look at it is I do agree with Mason. I do think that the close games you guys won last year are going to do nothing but wonders for your club. I think winning winning a bunch of close games like that under under 10 points, how can you not improve from that? And I think the only concerns that I would have 
is the fact that, you know, you're still a side that never really implemented a game plan. So what happens That's when true. you do implement it? Yeah, what happens when you do implement something? You, you know, there was a mm. lot of freedom last year. What happens when he does sort of try to change a few things around? Maybe it doesn't work. Let's see how you guys go. Big news in the off-season for Collingwood. Uh, mm. Jack Ginevan. Mm. We've got to talk about it. I always get real shitty with these, a lot of people judging these young kids anyway, because were you guys not young once before as well? Did you not do dumb shit? Like, sorry that he's a professional footballer. Yes, that he, yes, he has a few more responsibilities that he should have, and he should have been a bit smarter. But at the end of the day, I do agree with Nath. He did nothing wrong. Like, the dude got recorded mm -hmm. in a public toilet. Yes, he did. Okay, yeah. yes, he, okay, maybe yeah. he didn't he do, did, he did do something wrong. Right? He did That's do some, do, do a little bit of the old, you know. But at the end of the day, I kind of look at it and go, he, he's a kid. He's a kid having fun. Like, I mean, God, uh, put yourself in that position. I might open up a can of worms. Uh, they're professional athletes. Um, there's going to be some sort of sacrifice. Sure. Obviously not, you know. Don't care. Like, sacri don't don't sacrifice. Your, don't don't sacrifice your social life. But yeah, have a bit of yeah, fun. I, Honestly, I, don't. Yeah, the the drug use stuff though. Yeah, be I, a, I won't lie. I don't care. Stuff. I don't. I don't really care who I piss off with it because it's it's something yeah. that I don't care. If you're under a certain age, I just kind of look at it and go, "You're a dumb young kid." That's the way I kind of look at Ginevan's situation. He's a dumb young kid. He made a dumb decision. You know, he's See? wearing it now. He'll probably come back and have a dominant season like he did last season. And Godspeed to him. Did we ever find out who recorded him? Like, did they? Was there any repercussions? Oh, I had to be a mate. Had to be a mate. Yeah. Uh, I don't think a mate's going to go to seven years and go. I've got footage. I don't know. We've seen it happen. I think we've had seen it happen before, where mates have. You know, I, I don't know. I think in the football world, it's a very interesting thing where we don't know whether. I, I don't know. I think it's one of those things where you don't know who your mates can be after a certain point. Once you start making that money and you get that level of fame. I think certain people just kind of want to do kind of want to tear you down in that aspect. Uh, that's status for you, but maybe mm. a former mate. Yeah, yeah, former a mate mate's not sure. a mate. A mate's not, not a mate anymore. anymore. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, nice little rant on Jack Ginevan being a dumb kid at times. But speaking of dumb kids, North Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. North Melbourne. <laughs> speaking uh, of all right, dumb let me do. Kids, let me do the internet. North Melbourne. Let me do the ins and outs. All right, let me do the ins and outs. Go I'm not, I'm going to love this All one right. from me. So. All right. Oh, well, yeah. Uh... All right. So we got for ins, we've got Blake Drury, rookie draft. Hamish Free, rookie draft. Braden George, number 26 draft pick. Cooper yeah. Cooper Harvey. Oh, nice. Harvey Father boy. son. Yeah, father son. Daniel Howe. Rookie draft. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. And then we got Griffin Money Bags Low. <laughs> <laughs> we got Harry Sheasel. Awesome football name. Sheasel. Love it. Liam Shields. Oh, nice. And then the truck. The trucker. He's all right. I don't mind you. And then George Wardlow. I'm just going to ask you a question off the bat. What do you think of Money Bags leaving? Like, I get it, but like, come on, man, to North? <laughs> like, that's that's pretty much, that's it. It's like, I get it, you wanted to play your position more, and you got those big stacks, but 
North? North. Did anyone see the comment he made? I think it was a few weeks ago where he basically said, um, he basically said he, he was tra- they they weren't training hard. That was basically the gist mm. of his comment. Not, mm. Was it about the team or himself? I think it was himself, but it was, was more himself. like, yeah, but it was, it, the way I kind of look at it is you still shouldn't make that comment. <laughs> He's got stacks, man. He's got stacks. He's happy. I mean, all the best to him. I'm not going to hate on him, but like, no. you should have just went the journey with us, bro. Come on. Journey. <laughs> the good thing, I guess, we'll, we'll we will see will be Tucker should get some more games. Yeah, that'll be that'll be good to see. That's good. That's uh, given their history with guys like Coleman Jones and Stevenson in and out at times. Mm. It's a good call. Yeah, yeah. I didn't rate Tucker at Frio though. Uh, North Melbourne's outs include the dog himself, Jason Horn Francis, Tom Lynch retiring, uh, Jed Anderson delisted now at Gold Coast, Jared Pollock delisted. JD's boy, Josh Walker, delisted. I'm going to say your surname here. Atu Bosnafalagi, delisted. Bosnafalagi. That's what happens when you used to play for Collingwood. I know your surname inside out. A lot of, not depth, but, you know, mm. they're, you know they're, got, they're trying to go up the ladder. They have to get rid of people. They got youngsters in. You don't expect much from them in 2023, maybe for the next few years. I can't see him finishing in a bottom two for the fourth season in a row, though. I, I've said, I, I think I've said from pretty much day dot that I think that they're, it, you said, you used to say this to me, Mason, uh, Nath, sorry, back in the day, out of the bottom, out of the bottom two, still bottom five. No, yeah. I, no, I was like to, to JD when under Teague, I thought you're not going to finish bottom four, but you're still going to be a bottom six side. I think with North, not bottom two, definitely under Clarko because Clarko has never won a wooden spoon. I don't think he's ever going to win a wooden spoon, but Still in that bottom four, bottom six echelon. Uh, they'll do what they did last year. They'll get a couple of good wins here and there. Uh, I think they'll probably beat Collingwood at some stage in 2023. Colaco's got a good record against Collingwood. No real major expectations. If they get an all-Australian selection from one player, that'd be great. Something to build off, whether it's someone like Nick Larkey down forward or Davies Uniac in the midfield. Or Luke <laughs> in the fence. But no, I reckon yeah. it could happen. I'll, I'll just I'll just say like where I reckon I yeah that finish I they're pretty much the same as you. I got them about fifteenth. Hmm. So yeah, they're not going to be wooden spooners, but they're not going to skyrocket up the ladder. That's for sure. But come back to this in six months, and I'll be wrong. And <laughs> <laughs> well, wrong. I was going to say uh, come back to this. Come back to this, and we're all wrong. And Clark goes on his track for his first wooden spoon. <laughs> uh, they've got West Coast round one. Uh, that is a block. What a game! Down. What an awful <laughs> game! Uh, West Coast ins. They've got Jaden Hunt and free agency. Good, good mindset. Good move from Jaden Hunt. Next three years at West Coast, expanding his career. Uh, draftees: Gindy, Hewitt, and Barnett's. Um, good selections as well. Yeah, they oh, yeah. finally hit the draft. West Coast mm. after all these years. Their routes include Josh Kennedy and, and Redden to retirement, Junior Rioli traded to Port, and they're delisted Langdon, Patrick Nash, and their whipping boy Jackson Nelson. Meso, I want to hear from you the goss going on with West Coast in Perth. Uh, we didn't really introduce ourselves and where we're from. Myself and Jade are in Victoria, and Meso is in a cave somewhere in WA. Yep. Um, so what's, the, well, what's the goss on West Coast? Well, it's not all negative, to be honest. Um, like, they're actually being punched, uh, not punched, pumped up by the worst Australian. 
Um, As always. That's the West Australian, though. <laughs> yeah, the media hasn't gone in on them. Um, they're, 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 yeah, they've been talked up a bit. But, like, I don't know what the fans actually expect. I think there's, there's going to be fans that always expect them to play finals. And then there's some fans that are a bit more realistic and realise that they're in a bit of a strife. I reckon they need to to finish low again and go back to the draft. They need to do that one or two more times because this list is aging and they're all starting to get niggling injuries and they have no youngsters coming up outside of the new draftees that are actually like B or A list players. I reckon the majority of the youngsters are about your C grade, D grade players. Campbell Chester as well. We didn't play a game last year. He's kind of like a new recruit. Yeah. Well, I wonder about him because he's, he's pacey. They expected good things out of him. And yeah, we'll come to see that. Oscar Allen's expected to have his breakout season. Um, mm-hmm. But I wonder how he's going to go because he's been injured a whole bunch. Uh, so, you know, the rustiness and whatnot. And then they might be making him the key forward. And I don't know if he's ready for that. No, I think he is. Prove me wrong. I, I oh, don't I, know. Well, I, okay. I'm gonna say I'm. He won't kick 50 goals this season. Mm. I think he'll have a solid first year as a key forward in the post Kennedy era. Uh, I'm not sure how Darling's gonna go without you know his you know his big brother in Kennedy. Mm. Uh, I dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, boys. We dropped the mark oh. in the square. Sorry. I mean, uh, JD's JD's whipping boy Jack Darling. I I I did want to. I was actually going to try and stay quiet through the whole West Coast thing. I was just going to let you guys go. But one thing I have to say is, God, I do not like Jack Darling. <laughs> you don't like him flipping around. Oh my! I've just never known a guy with so much hype to do so little. I mean, West Coast fans are going to tear you apart and bring up his his guys. I, I fully that. expect to be the most hated member of this team. <laughs> Yeah, hey. come, a- come April, uh, JD is going to get jumped by West Coast fans in Victoria. Uh, I'm going to get jumped by every fan from what I'm feeling. I'm going to have to stop wearing beanies and sunglasses in public. <laughs> Just with their, their history of rebuilds. So early 2000s, they spent two years in the bottom four. They mm. bounced back in 2002. The next mm. six seasons, made finals. They won a flag in that time. Mm. 2008 to 2010, bottom four, kind of, I think, wooden spoon in 2010. Then they bounced back. Under Wolves fall, 2011 finished top four. I think there's going to be that era for West Coast. They're going to be in the bottom four again, maybe this year and next year. Some people are saying Adam Simpson could be, you know, sacked this year if they have another yeah. another good season. If they get to the halfway stage without a win, or maybe one win, and they're cellar dwellers, the laughing stock, then mm. I can see that happening. But I think as a premiership coach, he's got tenure. He's got time. Mm. Give him a chance to have a rebuild. They're not going to give him the chance. They're not going to give him a chance. Which they actually, are. I can understand that point. Giving it's West Coast, they're probably it's the, big, West I think, Coast, yeah. the biggest side, interstate side in the comp, maybe mm. in the league. Well, they are. I mean, look at their yeah, team. absolutely, yeah, they're massive. Because yeah. um, you might find that he may, if if it does get to that point, it might just end up talks end up going the way where it's like, well, we're more mutually part ways. We've seen that. that, happen that that's a, that's bunch. what I reckon could happen. Where it may not happen mid season, but maybe to like at yeah. the end of the home and away season. That's, I think if he leaves, that that would be the way he probably leaves. Is a mutual decision. He'll, let's be honest, I mean, 
off the top of my head, are there any clubs that you guys could think of that this year look like they could lose a coach? Is it is is Port still is Ken yeah, signed Port, on or? Yeah. Well, I guess it's a good segue. I'm going to tip North by about three goals. I reckon I'll oh, yeah, get yeah, the first win yeah, of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes, yeah, uh, we'll get into Port Adelaide, Brisbane, Port Adelaide's Inns, Horn Francis, Rioli, Francis Evans. Fra- Francis Evans. <laughs> I, I bring him up because as a key forward from Geelong, a bit of depth there. Port Adelaide's out. Sorry, Robbie Gray, Ste- Robbie Crate. Sorry, Stephen Motlop, mm-hmm. all retiring. Carl Amon, free agency to Hawthorne. Uh, Marty Frederick delisted and Sam Mays delisted for good reasons. He was the reason why Adelaide beat them after the siren in round three. Mm. Uh, future out, Ken Hinckley. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll, I, actually, I'll get a quick story for you. So Carlton versus Port round six. Nathan turns to me at halftime and is convinced this might be the last game we ever see Ken Hinckley coach. <laughs> <laughs> he was convinced. <laughs> But I tell you what, Ken's 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 like a cat with nine lives. He's clinging on for dear life. Uh, I do agree, though. I do think this will be the year. Unfortunately, that Ken's gone. I mm. do not have Port shooting up the ladder at all. I think they stay around the same mark. I've got them shooting well, up the ladder, yeah, but I've got them up as well. But not a top four side. I think they will fall in the first week of finals or second yep. week of finals, and that's still going to be enough for the board to say to Ken Hinckley, look, we don't see you being a premiership coach for us, but... Shooting up the ladder, staying where they are. How, did you say 0-5? They won't be 0-5. They'll bounce back. Oh, okay. No, no, I don't have them 0-5, but I have them roughly staying around the same mark. Oh, they didn't... Okay. By the end of the year, they didn't have as bad a season as everyone thought. They won enough games by the end of the year to really only sort of just miss out on finals. They Don't get me wrong, they still were a few games out. Give them those one or two more games in, like two more, two more, one or two more games. They still miss out. That's where I have them. All right. Well, I've got them finishing sixth. I reckon they'll finish sixth and then just get eliminated in the first week. And then, yeah, that will be it for the the Hinkster. He's gone. <laughs> the Bond villain. He's out of here. Out you go, Hinkster. That's the vibe as well with uh, poor Adelaide fans. It's it's either Premiership or bust. They just fall to crap when they play finals. I, I just don't get it. Like it's not it's like, not even re- this year. It's their entire it, every year. Yeah, yeah. It's and I, I just don't get it. Like whenever it comes to finals time, it just it just doesn't work. And so I think yeah, new coach, new coach for sure. I think new coach for West Coast as well. Uh, but you know, yeah, we'll see so if that actually. So happens. basically, what you're saying is this is the battle of. Uh... Two teams by the end of the year that will just have no coaches. Let's the see. The governor's captain coach. 2024, Tom Jonas playing coach. <laughs> Ollie Wines. Ollie Wines is coach. Oh, Ollie Wines ahead. is coach. <laughs> oh. Port Adelaide hosts the mighty Brisbane Lions. They're in. Josh Dunkley, Jack Gunston. And oh my God, these father son picks. Ashcroft, Fletcher. Dow White. And they've also got Connor McKenna and Derek Joyce. Uh, they're just filling positional needs. Uh, their routes include McStay, Robinson, and Berry. Uh, I'm, yeah, they're my premiership favourites. Well, they're going to at least get to the grand final. Kind of like Port Adelaide of recent years. They kind of falter in finals. They broke their MCG hoodoo in the semi finals. They got them annihilated against Geelong, but 
to break the MCG hoodoo. They've got to have some sort of confidence from beating Melbourne at the G. Uh, uh, it's theirs, not theirs to lose, but kind of is premiership or bust unless they want to have that Geelong route where they want to stay up top for a long time but not have much success over that time. But I was just going to say, it's it couldn't agree more. I think, like I was saying about Carlton, it's all or bust this year for, for Brisbane. You you can't, with that list, final, like mm. with the, the need, like you sort of said, that the needs they've filled, the roles they've filled, all or bust. You you have to win a flag this year. You've you've been thereabouts for what five years now. This is the year you've got to take that next step. If you don't, what's it all for? They've got co-captains this year in Lockie Neal and Harris Andrews. Bit of a different route to other sides. Uh, under that key bit of news though, Chris Fagan extending for another two years. What do we think about yeah. that? I. Before it's all cleared up, like, but then again, it's never going to be cleared up. It's pretty much swept under the table. Uh, it kind of, yeah, I, I don't want to sound like, like a conspiracy theorist or, any, or anything like that, but kind of get the sense that maybe Fagan's in the clear in that sense with the investigation, mm. but Clarko, not so much. Possibly. It's an interesting one. I mean, it's a, it's definitely a watch this space, I think. You, you don't know where it ends up because at the end of the day, they could have signed... Fagan for nothing. What if he is? I mean, we don't know what happens mm. from here on out. He could end up getting charged. And next thing you know, he's out as Brisbane coach. And they've, you know, and I believe I'd have to, again, we'd have to look this up, but I believe he would have to be paid out at that, at that point as well. So kind of well, interesting. Yeah. Sort of, That's a good well, point. It's, it's interesting. Is there a, it, would it be potentially, I mean, we don't know. There could be a clause in this contract that says if there's something to do with it, maybe they don't have to. Who knows? Let's let's let's. It's definitely a watch this space with that one. I know Rats got paid out six months, not the whole two year extension. Uh, I think that's the way it works. I think it actually works in that way. You don't have to pay out whole extensions, but again, we don't know the ins and outs of the contract. We would, we won't know it unless something happens either. And I don't think Brisbane's that stupid to do that. And then like a few weeks later, for example, it turns out Fagan has been pinged or charged or is guilty of it. Yeah. No, I, I, right to be fair, Bri Brisbane have, they, you know, they signed Feb to a big deal for one year and look how that went. <laughs> I'm not saying yeah. it's a three year deal for memory. Yeah. So I don't think they're that stupid. I think they know what's going on. I think they realize Fagan could be the guy and it could be the, the way truth. I think we all, the, the, the way Brisbane's an easy one, I'd say for all three of us, mm. Brisbane are going far this year. But as far as this game goes against Port in at Adelaide Oval, this tough is interesting. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's funny. We all have Brisbane going far this year, but I tell you what, no idea what happens in this game. Because yeah, as I was saying earlier, Port is great in season. Like they're they're great in season. They're a force, and that all they can be. But yeah, come finals, they just go to crap. Um, Brisbane, yeah, they have underachieved, coming, which is weird to say coming from a Fremantle fan. I want them to go, I want them to get to a, G, a grand final, you know, at least at the bare minimum, get to a grand final. Um, there's, there's no, there's no bare minimum to get to a grand final. You get to a grand final, you better bloody win the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, say, you don't, you don't just get there. You can't mm. cockroach your way to a grand final. Oh, mm. oh, you can. <laughs> mm. Okay, you could, but you better win the whole thing. 
I'm just happy to be here. 87 points down or whatever. Well, like that's that's what I feel may happen though. They may just go, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Better not. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll go Brisbane Better. by about. I'll go Brisbane by eight points. So pretty I, anyone's game though. I'll go. Ooh, I'll go Port because Adelaide Oval is, you know, baloney. It's they always seem to turn up there and they usually get the rub of the grain. So yeah, I'm going to go Port by. A goal, maybe two goals. John, tiebreaker. Yeah, I'll probably go Brisbane. Melbourne's another Premiership favourite, yet again. Uh, they're ins. Brody Grundy, Lockie Hunter, Josh Shackey. Uh, good draftee, Matthew Jefferson. They've got their key forward depth, or the youngsters as their key forwards mm. with Jefferson and Van uh, Royen. So when McDonald goes down or Brown's inconsistent, Wiedemann's been traded out. I was going to say, well. sort of, to me, it's sort I, of, uh, it probably shaved a little bit of uh, of the fat off and getting rid of Wiedemann because they always had that question of, will he take the next level? Will he go to the next level? At least now with a fresh young kid, don't have to worry about it as much. Whether it's Ben Royan or Jefferson, yeah. They've two players that they rate. Uh, their outs include Jackson to Frio, Bedford to the Giants, yeah. Wiedemann, obviously, to Essendon, Hunt, free agency to West Coast. Mitch Brown, delisted or retired. Majak Dor also retiring. And Oscar Baker, preseason drafts to the Dogs. Uh, here's, a, here's a good stat for you. Melbourne have been inside the top four for 46 consecutive rounds. So from round one to 23 in 2021, top four. Round one to 23 last year, top four. Uh, 39 of those weeks, they've been top two. Let's talk about Grandy or Grawn. <laughs> Oh, it looks scary, it, that's for sure. It looks like it is paying dividends. And I do have a bit of discussion or a thought on this. Because mm. I don't think Melbourne realised Grundy doesn't play well in a combo. Grundy plays well as a solo ruck. He, hasn't also, he also doesn't play well as a forward, yet he kicked three goals as a forward. Uh, he also wasn't good at filling holes in, in, in the back line. But he is good at getting 20-odd disposals and a shitload of tackles. Almost like a, a fifth midfielder if you mm. will. Yeah. I do want to see him back to his best. I really do. Uh, he is a freak of nature at his best. Uh, him and Gorn could be better than Gorn and Jackson. I've got Melbourne finishing top four yet again. And I think they'll be top four by the end of round one, which will be 47 consecutive rounds in a row in the top four. I think they've got, they'll beat the Dogs by five goals. We'll touch on the Dogs in a bit. But Meso, mm. what do you think about the Ds in 2023? I, yeah, I reckon they're going to be back to their unstoppable best. Um, they've got two good wingers now that are actually reliable. They've got some more depth. They've got that crazy good ruck combo that I reckon I reckon both of our teams got the best out of that in terms of... Like, yeah, I reckon... Yeah, as you said, I don't think Gorn Jackson's as good as Jackson Darcy. I think they work off each other better, if you get what I mean. I think they'll um, both be relative. They'll be on the same level. I don't think anyone's mm. going to stand out. Yeah, if Grundy doesn't work out, then you'll know why. Because he doesn't work well in a combo, or it could be his injury concerns still, or he just yeah he can't play well outside of the ruck. But I feel no, I feel like they're going to utilize him to the maximum. Like surely they've got to have done their homework before doing this this monster deal. Um, and for yeah. that, I have them finishing top of the ladder this year. Fair enough. I've got, yeah. I reckon they're going to be back to the scary monster that they were a couple of years ago. 
Dogs ins include Rory Lobb, Liam, jo- Liam Jones on a three-year deal. He's 45 years old. Oscar Baker in the preseason draft from Melbourne. Uh, they got Jed Bustlinger, a uh, key defender from WA in the draft. A lot of key forwards, a lot of key defenders. Uh, their outs include Josh Dunkley, Lockie Hunter. So the midfield has been decimated, but it's taken a bit of a hit. Josh Shackey traded to the Ds. Uh, Zane Cordy, free agency to St Kilda. Stefan Martin retiring and Mitch Wallace delisted. Everyone, there's always a slider. They don't have to finish in the bottom two or whatever, but I think a lot of people are predicting the dogs to have a slide and that's me as well. Yeah. Uh, dogs fans don't like it, but I don't give a fuck. Uh, living in Footscray, I'll scream it from my balcony. They will finish in the bottom six. <laughs> yeah. I'll be a targeted man working in Footscray. I don't care. I'm not the most hated person in Footscray. <laughs> Seth. Where have you got them, Naif? Where have you got I've them? I've got the dogs finishing, I'd say, 13th. I don't think they'll have their defence or their forward line worked out in time to have it all click. And it's obviously, just... midfield depth yeah. being tested. They've got Bont, McRae, uh, Libba, Bailey Smith. I hope he gets to his best. But outside mm. of that, there's not really much to go off. So, yeah, I've got the dogs finishing 13th. And I think they'll lose by a fair margin in round one. Hmm. The, the, the inside word from dogs fans is... Uh, Carlton fans will be annoyed at Liam, how well Liam Jones will play. But again, Nate, you said he's 45 years old for three years. The <laughs> three guys, years, dude. It's... it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I do think they've also got a couple conundrums in that time because um, they've got a lot mm. of players who can fit into various spots mm. who may not play in those spots. And we've seen how that happens. If that happens, we've seen a lot of players leave from things like that. So... Case in point, Josh, Josh Shackey to the D's because there of that. There you go. So I do think it's possible that if, unfortunately for the dogs, if they don't work out some of these positions that they, they're worried about so far, who knows where, what we end up in a couple of years. I do think this is the year finally, like I shouldn't say finally, but I do think the dogs have been hanging on since about 2015. Hmm. They've won a flag in that time, but I do think they've just been sort of thereabouts for that entire time. I don't think Beveridge has really pushed aside post-2017 to, to like, don't get me wrong. And, and I'm, I'm saying this is a side who made a grand final. Like, I just don't think even going into that grand final, they really had a chance. It, it's as controversial as that probably is looking back on it. It's probably mm. one of those things that we look back on now and go, you know what? The Ds were unstoppable heading into that grand final. Mm. There was like, mm. an, it, it took, had to take a monster effort from the dogs to get over that hump. So going forward a little bit, they've been dropping for years. I've, I sort of thought that 2021 was the outlier. I thought it was a bit of a weird year that they actually made it that far. So I, I have them sort of dropping again. And I like the dogs. I love the dogs. I think they're one, they're one of those sides that I love to see play. I love the way they do play. But unfortunately, I got them dropping again. I got them dropping further this year. Um, I agree with both of you boys. I just don't see – they've got too many tolls. They've got too many tolls everywhere. Like they got too many t- tall forwards. They got too many tall defenders, <clears throat> and like, how do you fit it all in? Like, yeah, like who's who's playing? Like Jamara Oogle. Like where are you putting the lobster? Where are you putting um? Where are you got well, Josh Bruce Norton? is down back now. I forgot Josh about Bruce it. Down, yeah, like Tim English. Like, I see. Yeah, I just, hadn't even taken mm. into consideration that they got to somehow get Timmy English into that forward line mm. as well. Yeah, it's just anarchy, and like the lobster is not going to rock. 
He's, he's, not <laughs> he, he's allergic to it. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, that's that's his reaction to rocking. So, yeah, I have them exploding. There's just going to be anarchy in the back and the, and the forward, and there's going to be no connection. And it's amazing because they could realistically have the rising star this year as well. Mm. Um, it, um, oh, I'm going to forget his name. I'm going to get absolutely reamed. Oh, Darcy, his... Darcy. Darcy. Oh, Darcy. Yeah. See, I forgot Darcy. about him as well. Another See, Darcy, Darcy's the one that I'm, I'm a bit concerned about because Darcy, they don't know where to play him already. Hmm. They There's been discussions about forward. There's been discussions about back. You've got to find this kid a spot because this kid is money. Yeah, so I have them absolutely fallen down to like 16. I have them. <laughs> I have a massive drop for these boys. You have so you have them from in the eight to six. That's eight spots. Hey, no, yeah. to be fair, that's what happened to Essendon last year. So it could happen. Fair enough. But fair I, enough. I, I, I'm being generous on the dogs, though. I, they could be swapped around with a few of my teams. I, I honestly, yes, but they're going to have a massive drop. So 16 to like. 13 is yeah where i have them that's actually that's a good range yeah, yeah. I, I just I, I would agree with that i think they got a lot to work out before we start looking at them as a premiership side again i, I think don't think they can do it yeah it, it's pretty clear the western bulldogs are all coffee and no sugar mm. <laughs> <laughs> you'll love these analogies how many of you how many of these have you written down <laughs> i actually haven't written them down these have just been perfect segues and comparisons and well what has have you segued this i want to hear this segue there's no segue for the gold coast suns <laughs> now before we get into the gold coast suns we have That's to me. mention this because going forward we don't want to be taken down for any legal reasons uh their new their stadium is now called heritage bank stadium so do not call it metricon okay so heritage bank stadium yeah, hbs let's just call it the hbs kind of like hiv but hbs I was thinking more HSP, but that's okay. Fair enough. No, HBS. Not like HBS, HBS Stadium. I'm writing it down now uh, so we don't get sued. No, they always start <laughs> with a good draft. They, they always started with a good draft. Hands, and then they, 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 they confuse me, this club. Oh, I love me some Gold Coast. Anyway, Ben Long, Tom Berry traded in. Uh, they got Jake Stein, Connor Blakely in the rookie draft. Remember oh. him, Mr. Surfing Man. Yeah. <laughs> Surfing on the Gold Coast now. Jed Anderson, preseason draft. Uh, pick six, Bailey Humphrey. Uh, good selection, that one. Uh, they're outs. Isaac Rankin to Adelaide. Jack Bowes to Geelong. Josh Corbett to Frio. Oleg Markov, delisted, now at Collingwood. Was at Carlton, back at Collingwood. And uh, I have to mention this as well. Rory Markov, Thompson. Yeah. Rory Thompson, retiring. I have to bring it up because he's one of the OGs at Gold Coast was on their, their 2011 list. He's retired after all these years. Don't know the rest of the silver chair lyrics, but he retired. They're pretty good at home. Uh, it's a bit of a daunting challenge to play Gold Coast, given their conditions. They are playing Sydney, though. Uh, how do you boys think Gold Coast will go this year? Do you think... No, I don't think it's the year they make finals, but it's the mm -hmm. year they will go above 12th and have mm. 10 or more wins but not play finals. Push for it, I, I, but not play finals. I have an interesting thing that I think, I, th I definitely think that at some point this is going to be brought up. I think that we should discuss it at length throughout, throughout this, at some point of the season. Mm -hmm. What do you boys think of Stuart do? Like, what do you I actually think? How do, what do you think of his game style? What do you think of his, like, is this the guy that's going to take Gold Coast to a final? 
I think he can. Mm. Not a flag. Yeah. I think he's got enough players to take him there. But if yep. they if they drop off, if, they, if they're a bottom two side or a bottom four side again, then that extension was for nothing. And then, yeah. He, You've got to, he, he can't, to me, he can't stay if they finish bottom four. Yeah. Like, and I don't, I, and, and I mean, being, I, I hate being like being a Carlton fan. Being a Carlton fan, I hate sacking coaches. I've been mm. through too much in the last five, six years. Sacking coaches doesn't work. You don't get anywhere from sacking someone. You've got to sit someone in the role for a long time. So me to say he can't stay, like, I do look at it like he's had his – Stewie Doo's had his chances. I do think if he doesn't do anything with it this year, like, if he doesn't show any improvement, like you said, Nath, what's it all for? Like, what's the extension for? I reckon there's going to be improvement from him. I don't know. I've got – maybe it's my soft spot for Gold Coast, but I reckon I reckon they're going to see – They feed your club. <laughs> Like, Chol's been good. Chol's been real good at the goal. And Casbolt has filled their need. Mm. He's been a good marking target for him. And Levi! Obviously, he's not chicken straight, yeah. but, mm. yeah. But still, like, yeah, as I said, I reckon I reckon upwards for them, not finals just yet. Um, hopefully, Rowley gets back to his best. I'd love to see that. I think he's the only major player out of contract at Gold Coast. Everyone else has re-signed, which is a good thing as well for their culture. So if they do drop on the bids, then they've still got the players. Obviously, they need a good draft hand and Mm. don't mess up the trade period. Yeah, they actually need to do something on the trade. Um, So, yeah, I have them about 10th. I actually want to go in depth on Sydney, so sorry to take over on this one. Uh, Aaron Francis Mm -hmm. in, Constanti and Vickery uh, as their draftees in. Their outs include Kennedy and Sinclair retiring. They've delisted a bit of their depth in Naismith, Lewis Taylor, and Ben Ronke, the guy who kicked seven goals against Hawthorne all those years mm-hmm. ago. Now, the last 30 years, we have seen, surprisingly, a lot of blowout grand finals. And obviously last mm. year, case in point, Sydney losing by 81 points. 19 of the last 30 or 31 grand finals, if you include the draw grand final, have been by over 40 points. Hang on, sorry, over 30 points. The last team to win a final, having lost the previous grand final by over 40 points, was Geelong in 1995. And then they got smashed in the 1995 grand final. Uh, Sydney are the only side in the last 28 or 30 odd years to finish in the top four, yet get knocked down, well, having been smashed in the previous grand final, but get knocked down straight sets. There is a hoodoo, I know the media have brought it up recently, uh, teams that get flogged in the grand final do sh- terrible. I was, I was going to say shit, but terrible the next year. That's why a lot of people have Sydney having a bit of a dip. Now, I mentioned Sydney finishing top four in 2015, having been smashed in 2014, under John Long, John Longmire. So he's got a bit of a habit of, you know, recalibrating, rejuvenating the list, having been smashed in the grand final. And I think it's going to happen again, but I don't think it's going to lead to a premiership or another grand final appearance. I think they'll drop off a bit. Their list is just too young and too good. And they've got Errol Golden, who's going to be one of the best kicks in the game. Chad Warner, he's upside. He's any... 40s in the 40 disposal games in a, in a preseason game. <laughs> one of the all-time great preseason games. Chad Warner, his upside is anything. Logan mm. McDonald could be anything. He needs to get it right. He needs to be a little bit more consistent. The McCartan boys down back. Aaron Francis provides a bit of depth down back. Assist Dane Rampey, no longer playing on a tall defender. Mm. Uh, their list, you know, 
I think they're going to be fine. I don't think they're going to drop off dramatically or drastically, uh, but they're a bit of a wild card in terms of premiership contention in 2023. Yeah. Well, they were this year, I'd say. Yeah, in terms of this well, game against Gold Coast, in terms of this game against Gold Coast as well, it's a bit of a wild card because Gold Coast have got the jump on them, and not just at home, but in Sydney. Gold Coast can beat Sydney in Sydney, and Gold Coast also, play well to start the season. So, I would also argue that Sydney, they're don't get me wrong, powerhouse side, but they also drop a lot of games in that first half of the season as opposed to that later half of the season. So. Yeah. If you're going to see games dropped, it's going to be early on. So, hmm. you know, that's a it's a good point that realistic. And if they've got, if Gold Coast is the measure, who's to say that they don't just get past them? Buddy Franklin in his final year, surely. Uh, McDonald has to get it right. McLean, a bit of a, a Rory Log kind of guy. Just, <laughs> you know where he's going to fit in, in the ruck or down forward. Uh, again, I think their playlist is fine. It's going to be all mental. But it's gonna be on it's gonna be on them. If they drop off, it's on them. It's not because of everyone else figuring them out. I'll give I'll give Sydney the rub. I'll give Sydney Yeah. The rub. I'd agree with Mace. I think it's it's Sydney until I mean, let's be honest, no we're not probably not gonna tip Gold Coast, but it's like you sort of said, Mace, it's and Nath, it's every possibility they somehow mm. pull it out. Yeah. So I have got Sydney winning by about eleven points. And uh speaking of Sydney, Greater Western Sydney hosting Adelaide. Oh, hey. GWS, Therians, Toby Bedford traded in from Melbourne, but he, he's going to be 50-50 for round one. Uh, four picks in the top 25. Aaron Cadman, pick one. Ralston, Darcy Jones, not Byrne Jones, just Darcy Jones. And I can't pronounce this surname. Max Krasuski, whatever. Category B rookie, Jay, Jason Gilby. I don't I think Jay, Jay Gilby Jason, or whatever. I've written that down. J- Jason Gillespie? The milkman, the guy that drinks milk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, the milkman. Yeah, yeah. Actually, no, to be the fair, cult man. hero. Love him already. So I've that guy for 10 years. Which, uh, by the way, eligible to be a boy. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, GWS is out. Taranto, Hopper, Bobby Hill, Tanner Brune all being traded out. And they delisted a bit of their depth in Brander, Jake Stein or Steen. He's at Gold Coast. Sax Brow delisted. No one knows who he is. And Meso's boy, Matt DeBoer, retiring. So a lot of their depth and a lot of their key players out. I understand why people have got the Giants finishing near the bottom. In some cases, mm. the wooden spoon. In terms of the bottom four everyone's predicting, I think the Giants have the best top-end talent. They do. Guy, they would, I would, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah, I agree. Which is probably why I don't have the Giants finishing as low as everyone thinks. Uh, what do you boys think? Oh, you go, go first. Um... Just because I don't like them, I have them at 17. <laughs> the orange team. <laughs> I just, they're just yuck. Just, orange uh, team who bad. cares? Who cares? Who cares how they do, to be honest? Yeah, like, who... Like, all 10 of the fans are going to get angry at me, but... Like, <laughs> like, who cares? Like, you've got you've got a grub as your captain. Like, eh. Eh. Am I am I the only one that actually purely rates that decision? They needed a bit of a bit of mongrel about them. Like they they he is more? The perfect. No, well, I'm also mean like I don't know. I don't. I don't well, that, I, how do I put it? Realistically, the mongrel only comes from him. The mo- mongrel only comes from him. So, bit of the other t- rest of the team does need to follow suit. You need a bit of anger in the rest of the team. I heard a quote the other day talking about Geelong about, I think it was Essendon talking about it and talking about how realistically 
Geelong are one of the best sides because they have a bit of viciousness about them. They're they're, they're a vicious side. That's something that helps push aside. And I do think having Toby, who realistically is somebody who doesn't really... He plays by the rules, but doesn't always play by the rules. I do think it's something yeah. that does benefit them, as mm. weird as it sounds. I do agree with you, Nath. I do think that their top-end talent keeps them off the bottom. And I mm. actually would I want to throw another point into the ring and say that realistically, new coach, more freedom, less likely to finish bottom in that mm. sense as well. But yeah. I don't think any of us can deny there is every chance they finish dead last this year. Yeah, every chance. Yeah, but yeah, I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I've got them. I reckon I've got them about sixteenth. I don't see GWS having back-to-back number one picks. No, no. Well, it hasn't stopped them from before. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, they just <laughs> trade into it. They're playing Adelaide early Sunday, Arvo. Uh, yeah, I'm going to wake up early for this one. Isaac Rankin in, traded in from Gold Coast. Max Mick Michelini. I am terrible with these surnames. He's a father-son pick. But his father played Sandful, never played AFL. So not controversial. No one gives a shit. Tyler Brown and Mark Keane, former Collingwood boys, picked up in the preseason draft. Adelaide's out. Billy Frampton to Collingwood. Luke Brown retiring. Fisher McCarthy retiring. Bit weird. McCarthy. And James Rowe. McCarthy. Well, retiring and James Rowe delisted. Adelaide's in their fourth year of their rebuild. Mm. Matty Nix has extended for another couple of years. I guess we're in the we're in the twenty twenties. No one's got any patience. No one wants to invest in anything unless it's crypto. Adelaide's in their fourth year of their rebuild, and I think their fans. I think people starting to realise, hey, when are you going to make finals? They've got a decent young list. They got Tex Walker and Rory Sloan still being their veterans, but they also want to replace Sloan and Tex Walker as soon as possible. I think mm. they realise that as well, they, Sloan and Walker. Uh, I think they're going to be like Gold Coast. I think they'll finally get out of the bottom four, bottom six regularly, but I don't think they'll play finals. But that's about it. I don't have much else to say about Adelaide. I reckon, yeah, I reckon they're going to destroy GWS. Like the first game, the first few games are going to come out and just tear teams apart. Like that, the, as I said before, the pre, if the preseason games transition to the full season, the pressure side was giving me like flashbacks of prime Richmond at points. Yeah. You probably got hey, more positive dude. about this than, than we have. <laughs> Just, I don't right. really care about this one. I mean, like, yeah, so I've, I've got them shooting up a bit. Like they're coming mm. to the end of their rebuild. They're starting to come good. They're not going to play finals for a couple of years, but I reckon they'll finish about 11. No opinion. Or... That's how right. little I think of them. Nah, to be fair, all right? You want my opinion of them? Uh, dud club, get a finish, dud level again, uh, not going to do anything, uh, poke him with a stick, are you doing, are you still alive? Uh, Who on Adelaide, or Adelaide supporters listening to this and just going, yeah, I'm not listening to you guys anymore. I'm yeah, I'm probably, I'm, be I'm just, more interesting. I've shoved away the Adelaide fans, but to be fair, I don't care. Like, hey, right. stick around, you can hate me if you want. One thing right. for the Adelaide fans... I don't mind you guys, but stop booing so loud. You're like as bad as West Coast at times, all right? So <laughs> just, just chill out a bit. Uh, my prediction as well, Kelly Underwood will commentate GWS for Adelaide. Oh, another reason not to watch it. My God. Hawthorne. All right. 
Interesting ins and outs this one. Carl Amon and free agency. Cooper Stevens, Lloyd Meek traded in. Fergus Green picked Next up into listed free agency. Good on him, Fergus Green. Uh, Mackenzie, uh, I have butchered the writing on this one. I'll cross him out. Josh Weddle. Hustwaite <laughs> <laughs> as well drafted in. Gotten rid of their experience. Uh, Gunston, Mitchell, O'Meara traded out. McAvoy retiring. Shields and Howe both at North Melbourne. They delisted Tom Phillips. We gave him, we, Collingwood gave Hawthorne Tom Phillips for nothing. And what did you do with it? Nothing. Nothing. Mm. And my yeah. boy, Carl Hardigan, delisted. Who is your spoon prediction? Good little segue. Essendon is my wooden spoon <laughs> oh, prediction. <laughs> wow. And wow. Maso, so I spoke to I spoke to Meso before we started. I go, I've looked at everyone's season predictions. I'm going, you know what? Everyone's got the same wooden spoon prediction. I'm going to go a little bit different. And I'm going to go Essendon as my wooden spoon prediction. Uh, their ends are Setterfield and Wiedemann, case in point, wooden spoon. Uh, good draftees, though. Sadis at pick five. Lewis Hayes, key defender, who will probably be their main defender. Alwyn Davy Jr., Jaden Davy as their father-son picks, and Anthony Mankura as their Category B uh, selection or rookie. I rate Anthony Mankura. Their outs include Aaron Francis to Sydney, Hurley and Smith retiring, Alec Waterman delisted, Braden Ham, Tom Cutler, Tom Hurd, Josh Iyer all delisted. Brad Scott. Now, I will defend Brad Scott a bit. I can't believe I'm defending Brad Scott at all. <laughs> I was going to say, have fun. His, his home and away record is not that good. But when it comes to fight, now he's only played in four final series, but he's made a prelims twice. So there's an edge to him when it comes to finals. And I think that's why they've got Brad Scott. And I think that's what Essendon wants. They want that edge mm. in finals. And that's what Brad Scott will deliver. Essendon have not finished in the top six since 2002. Is Brad Scott the man for that? I don't know. But when it comes to an edge and winning a, winning a final, the meme of Essendon not winning a final since 04, Brad Scott could be the guy, but it's not going to happen this year. But I don't see Brad Scott mm. taking him far in the next few years. I do rate their youngsters, but it's going to take a bit of time. Kind of like North Melbourne. They're not going to bottom out like a North Melbourne, but I think they will be the wooden spooners of 2023. Oh, that's but, harsh. But, 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 mm -hmm. I think whoever finishes, well, I've got Essendon finishing the last, they'll have six wins as the bottom place side, meaning they'll have one of the best records of all time to finish as a wooden spoon. Wow. Wow, oh. yeah. I'm going to call this game right now. Hawthorne v. Essendon is the Harley Reid Cup. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm putting my name on this right now. Hawthorne v. Essendon, round one. The reason for this, they don't play each other again later in the year, so I'm calling it now. The loser of this game will be the wooden spoon of 2023, and I think Essendon will lose this game. Hawthorne will win by a few goals. Besides that, I don't care. You boys, what do you boys think? All right, well... Yeah, I've got I've got Hawks finishing last. Uh, I just don't see them doing you know well at all with their list and all their outs. I I understand that he's going for a rebuild. Uh, have they declared a rebuild? Oh, they've declared. They're they open they about the rebuild. They sacked Clarko. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're, they're open about it. Yeah. Yeah. They need the top. They need some more draft picks then to you know bolster up that list and whatnot. Um, bombers. I have no. I have no clue. I never have any clue. I can't tell. You when, don't. You can't. You yeah, can't. Like, like, like you expect them to win a game and then they lose. You expect them to lose. They win, and you're just like, what's going on? And like, 
I, I don't know how much of a difference Brad Scott's going to make. He went, he went freaking amazing with North Melbourne. So let's <laughs> see how he goes with the, the Bombers. Um, Did you get him to a prelim? At least. I mean, like, I put them at 12th and that's being... Hey, John, high. how are you going in prelims? That's right, shut <laughs> up. Oh. <laughs> 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 I can't believe I'm defending Brad Scott. <laughs> But that's just, with the, yeah. But yeah, as you say, what's with the Brad Scott defense? I just yeah, I just don't have any hopes for either team, and they, I don't know, I don't know if the Bombers, they, it's up to them. It's they've got all the talent there, you know. But it's just how they play. I think Hawthorne's got better youngsters than Essendon. I really do. Well, yes, but I think. Bombers uh, players have had you know more time to mature, obviously. So the, at this point in time, they're better. Yeah, but the the Hawthorne players will eclipse them in a couple of years. JD, I'm sorry, game. I'm hurting your feelings, but yeah. No, I was just saying nothing game, um, which is always fun early in the season. Like you, you a game that you already earmark for two teams that should be down the bottom. Uh, I agree with Mason wholeheartedly. I do not think you can put Essendon uh, dead last because of a couple of a couple of games purely. Essendon Carlton, anything happens. Mm. Essendon Collingwood, anything happens. For some oh. reason, these you know what I mean. These games, those Essendon somehow manages to turn up. So for that point alone, I somehow have them finishing off the bottom. But and I do yeah. actually agree. I do think Hawthorne probably finishes bottom this year. Uh, same reason as everyone else. I think it's the the depth is gone. There is no, you they really North Melbourne North Melbourne themselves yeah. in terms of they got rid of a lot of depth and a lot of experience for not a lot to come back in. Let's see how they go. Yeah, Clarko never won a spoon. Hawthorne haven't won a spoon since again sixty four, sixty five. It's it's typically one of those two as the the safe bet. And then I just go, you know what, Essendon. Because I don't like Essendon, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got the main event, but we have to touch on uh, St Kilda first as they take on Frio. St Kilda's ins, and it's a big one, St Cordy in free agency. Zach, uh, what, a, what an in. What an in, but their, dra their draftees are pretty good. Uh, Philippo, yeah, yeah, I do rate their draftees. James mm -hmm. Van Ease, that's his actual yeah, yeah. name, Van, Van Ease. Uh, a lot of uh, bargain picks in Ollie Hotton and Isaac Keeler. Just that middle of the table team where they'll push finals, they'll they'll push a lot of teams as well. Probably beat a few teams that are in the eight. Uh, probably get talked about at various points of the season for, to play finals. Ultimately, miss out by a few games or, or a game or two. I just don't see them as the side that it's probably like a cult. I'm sure St Kilda fans would probably turn around and tell us what we're missing. But like Carlton, it's that sort of thing where people are saying, "Where I don't see where the improvement's coming from. Mm. Um, I don't see them. They haven't really added to anything. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, St Kilda are a weird team to gauge most years. And I think this is just another year of gauging them very oddly. And it's just they're a middle team. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. So, like, yeah, pretty much same stuff. Uh, I don't know why they've, put Messiah pretty much on Ross Lyon. Like, this team has to go back a couple of steps before it can go forward. They have no, like, it player. They have no X factor about them. 
out there with Maxi King, but he's injured like every other freaking week. The poor bastard. So, like, they need more of those players that can change a game, and they don't have many, if any. Where's it going to come through? Where's the improvement going to come through from? Like, yeah. half the players look like they've already hit their ceiling. If you know what I mean, like, oh, that now that's yeah. he's that that is a statement that you can take to the bank. Mm. So many of their players, I reckon, hit their ceilings years ago at St Kilda. Yeah. And I do not think there is much more that they're going to do. They're going to find a way to go further. We could be completely wrong. But at the end of the day, I do not think any of those players are really going to find a way to go to the next level. Do you, do you, can you guys want to sit there and say, you know who's somebody I think is going to go to the next level? Jack Billings. And that's someone they <laughs> need to go to the next level. I just, yeah, I just don't see where it's going to come from. So, yeah. Let's that's, move to the main event. <laughs> Let's move to it. Our out, sadly, is uh, Old Man Monday. I was gonna uh, say, let's hand on the heart for this one, boys. You know, oh, money bags, Loke. We got the Tuck Tuck, the Meekster. Oh, I wish him the best. I wish the Meekster the best. And oh god, I almost forgot about Lobster. Jesus Christ, that's how much I care about you, buddy. Our ends. You forgot about one more person. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking. The original milkman. The original milkman. Who am I forgetting? Crowden. Who am I forgetting? Crowden. Oh, no! I forgot about that! No! I'd put, I'd put that to the back of my mind. Jeez. Oh, no! My hand no. is on the heart for that one. Who's your oh, favourite no, now? Oh, no, Nick. Oh, the, the, the spleen rupture. Oh, no. <laughs> the spleen rupture. Wait, did he rupture oh. someone else's spleen or did he rupture his own spleen? Oh, he, 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 somebody else's. Um, oh my spleen! <laughs> <laughs> so our ins are we've got Josh Corbett, which I think may make our our first you know, best twenty-two, mm, depending how you know people pull him up. Hugh Davies, we've got Josh Draper in from our you know, category B. We got Tom Emmett, draft pick. I think it was a mature age, if I'm correct. Max Noble, big string bean. Um, another Ruckman. We've been loading up on our, our Ruckman. We've got Jaeger Amira to fill in. Oh, that's interesting. I wouldn't, he's not a like for like for Mundy, but he's that mature age, you know, head in the midfield that we needed. Um, he's going to be doing a lot more tackling. He's not going to be as silky as, as, uh, as old man Mundy, but let's uh, see how he goes. Uh, Liam Reedy, another another rookie that we'll see in a couple of years. Wagner, he's been in the system for a while. This is what third or fourth team, I think. Who's which? Uh, Wagner is it? Cor Corey, Corey, Corey Wagner. Wagner. They used to play for North Melbourne in the late twenty tens. Yeah, North Melbourne, Melbourne, and I'm not sure. I think we're the third team then. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's interesting. It's once again he's gonna he's got pace. He's even gonna depth. be used. Depth, yeah, for depth, sure. depth pick on the wing or in the halfback. Um, well, you need that after Blake is leaves. Uh, what? They do. With, I'm not trying with, to be They do uh, need depth on their wing. We've got more than enough depth on our wing. I reckon we're good for that. And then Conrad Williams, who is just like, I don't know, 40 kilos soaking wet. So he's got to... <laughs> I like his forty kilo. People who are he's, forty kilos soaking wet, great AFL players. 
Oh, he's yeah. silky. Yeah. He's silky uh, Jack, with his ability, yeah. Yeah, JD knows he had Josh Bootsman on the Colton list. <laughs> exactly right. But I don't know. With this one, I am going to be highly disappointed if we lose. I yeah. do not see St Kilda as a threat Very at all nice. with all of their injuries. I don't know where the goals are going to come from. But watch. We'll come back to the, the round end of the round one discussion and I am just going to be sitting here fuming because they're just going to be pulling someone out of their ass. First one Um, of the season is going to be directed at his own club. (laughs) mm, mm. I hope not. I hope they prove me wrong and we can start off the season good, but I never say never. Frio's got a good history of getting these late picks and just finding gems and I think you will find Mm. a few gems in that again. Oh at yeah, least Draper's one, a one to look for. Yeah, at least one. Sure. At least one will be a consistent player in twenty twenty three. I don't know who it will be. You're saying it's Draper. It'll be one of them. At least mm-hmm. one, and that's going to be a good thing for Freo's development. Hook flag mantle directly into my veins. <laughs> I am ready. <laughs> Let's do it. Nah, it's because, I, I, as much as we'd love to see it, I mean, we. I think we all know why we have a soft spot for Freo. <laughs> I hope that you pushed up for. I hope mm. that Freo finds a way to start pushing teams further because let's oh. be honest, that's a club that, like you said, Nate, it'd be just great to see Flag Mantle before our, in our time because yeah. they're, they're a club that does deserve it. They've, they've done well. I, all right. On to that point, I'll add in more. It's I've got us going backwards a little bit before we okay. go forwards yeah. because, well, because of the forwards. Um, we've got the Nathan yeah. Fife experiment again. Uh, the preseason showing was pretty good. Did someone but... have, sorry, did someone have him as the Coleman? Yeah, I, saw, I... I saw someone predict Fife to win the in, Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Mace, but did someone someone had him as the Coleman? Yeah. No, no. It was one of the. So I think it was the captain's votes, and I'm 99 percent sure that somebody picked Nate that Fife. You look, keep going. I'll look it up. That's wild. Like um. Yeah, Tabernar, I do not think is going to last the whole season. I think one of the youngsters will eventually push him out. Either an Amos or a Tracy. Um, And it's deservingly so. Uh, He did not really impress me over the preseason. His goals came from other people's hard work, mainly, uh, which is a bit of a dig at him. But, you know, he was in the right spots, I guess. But as I said, yeah, he, he didn't impress me. And with his, his niggling injuries, he's, I think, one of the youngsters should be coming in for him, to be honest, in the first game. I think mm. we should be going with Tracy and Amos for a while. Hey, boys, I can confirm this. A, a, a captain genuinely tipped Nat Fife to claim the Coleman medal this year. It's a genuine, right. somebody is genuinely tipped, and then another has tipped Jack Gunston. <laughs> what is, what, what's going on? We love Nat Five. Like, this group, like, yeah. this group right He's here. No these, two, these two right here and this one right here. Yeah. We love him. How the fuck do you have him as your Coleman medalist for the year? He's not even getting. Like, 20? Maybe? Shit in the midfield. <laughs> No, nah, he's not going to be in the midfield at all. 
Mate, he'll pinch it. If you don't think he'll pinch it, there's no way he oh, doesn't pinch it yeah, in yeah. the field. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. They will take him out of forward line. A, a Coleman medalist is a player who will play forward line 90%, like 99% of the year. <laughs> no way Nat Fife wins a Coleman medal. If I do, many... <laughs> fuck, I'll eat a fillet of fish. <laughs> How many goals is he kicking? So what he has to kick up. So no matter what, he has to kick a butt. So are we saying if he's the Coleman? No, 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 not he's not making Coleman. How many do you reckon he's okay. making? I will forty. Four forty. That's generous. The guy can kick goals. Wait, like, Rory Lobb holds, I think, our biggest goal scorer at thirty-seven in like the last <laughs> eight years. Didn't Tabner kick forty odd in twenty twenty? Yeah, I thought the crab man did well a few years ago. Yeah, I may be wrong. Who tipped Gunston to win the Coleman medal? Oh, mate, it doesn't Maybe reveal who that, tipped him. That's the funny thing. So you just have to guess which which captain has the has the brain that's got half a lemon in it. Yeah, I'm so, going to say to- Toby Nankervis has tipped Jack Gunston to win the Coleman medal because he doesn't know who else plays AFL. I, I reckon Toby Green's probably been hit in the head a few too many times, so he's probably tipped somebody weird. I, I can't... I, I, yeah, I can't. I can't with that one. I, I'm going to have a bold prediction for Nat Fife. Now, mm-hmm. it's not 40 goals. It's not a Coleman. I reckon for the first time in his career, he will play a game where he kicks five goals. Oh, I thought you were going to say he gets dropped. I don't know why for a sec. I was like, oh, jeez. No, no. I reckon, now, I remember, this is the Collingwood bias, the Collingwood fan to me. Buckley, mm-hmm. in his last couple of years, was a you know midfield forward. There was one game, I think he kicked six goals against Brisbane in 2006. Either way, it was a bag. And we all thought this could happen with Buckley. He could go down forward, take a few marks, kick a few goals. I reckon that's Nat Fife for you. He's going to kick five or six goals in a game. One game. Yeah, all right, boys, let's talk about our upcoming segments for 2023. Yeah. My favourite one. All right. So we've got four main segments. I guess four and a half as well. Uh, I guess we'll talk about JD. Footy's forgotten controversies. That's like an honourable mention. JD, it's more of a brain series trial. that I'll be working on. Yeah, he'll bring it up from random episodes each round, time to time. Happy to have a further discussions with Footy's forgotten controversies. He's also reached out to me about certain Collingwood ones, so uh, I'll have the hook up on that one, and I'll be providing further questions and further information on some of these stuff because I reckon it's what, JD was. I reckon JD has a lot of information about Collingwood's controversies, yet when he reveals it, he won't have all the information. 90% as you said. Yeah. I, I I do think that as well, if they're, I mean, I'm just going to put this out there, whether we get a bunch of listeners or whether we don't, feel free to put it in the comment section. Anything you want to see in terms of a forgotten controversy, there's heaps of things that I've been looking up that I can't, you know, we don't remember. Um, Our four main segments. For the AWA journeyman, first one off the ranks, Meso's arrow. Not completely taken from Footy Classified's Caro's arrow. All right, this is something completely different. Uh, we've got a different graphic for it, uh, different design, different text for it. So nothing uh, similar. Please, yeah, nothing, nothing the similar. same. Hmm. Yeah, like Meso agrees as well, he, and he's consented to this. He enjoyed it, really. I mean, yeah, it's just going to be a couple of minutes of me ranting about random stuff, well, footy related and whatnot. It's not just 
about you, Mesa. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. This is, this is a, yeah. it's going to be a rotating thing. So yeah. each week, someone will have a different arrow. We're going to call it Mesa's arrow. So we're all going to have eight different arrows for 2023. Ideally, footy related, but can involve other topics. So if there's a week where you're just not angry about anything, you can do a retro arrow, maybe something that's happened a few years ago. Something personal, if there's a certain rant, kind of like a grind your gears thing with Peter Griffin. Can I talk about Mick Malthouse? That you can, or that we can. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, all right. Yep, yeah, I won't say anymore. The next award or next segment, the Boys Club Award. Boys! Let's go break some hearts! Now... The criteria, I reckon, is 98% in stone. I'm going to list off each criteria, and I reckon JD or Meso may have a little bit extra to bring to it, but this will be fully finalised. There will be a graphic involved on the video. Each member has a total of eight nominations for the year on a rotating basis. For example, if I have round one, JD will have round two, Meso has round three, and so on and so on. In the event that someone misses a round, we'll replace them and we'll catch up throughout the year. So 24 in total, eight nominations each. No set criteria on this one, to be honest, in terms of age, games, or experience, but must be a bang average player in terms of boys. So speaking of a boy, can't be a star player. Mm. If the majority disagree on this nomination, so if someone puts forward a boy and there's two disagreements, they got to find someone else as soon as possible. Can't be a first-year draftee. Now, this is something, it's off the cuff, but I'll explain a little bit later. Can't be a first-year draftee unless mid-season draft, pre-season draft, or rookie draft, unless or first-year draftee, but they're over the age of 20. Okay. Uh, can't be nominated for the season if they've polled three Brownlow votes in a game in the past season. So if someone's polled three votes in round one 2022, you can't nominate them for, at all for 2023. You're out. Uh, one, one vote games, two vote games, you're still eligible, but if you poll three votes in a game, can't be eligible. Definitely no Brownlow. So does our, like, club awards nah. make a difference? Okay, no. cool. You, you oh, can I've have a to... boy somehow pull out. Even, I will allow a boy to pull out a club best and fairest somehow. Okay, all right. Yeah. I've got a few doozies then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Because there's been, to me, there's been some absolute ripper club best and fairest over, there, over the years for no reason at all. And you're like, how did that bloke finish third? <laughs> Club boy. Now, I don't have further details on this next segment. The Stephenson Worry Hall of Fame. You remember this, pal. You're a boy in a man's world. The reason why I don't have further details is I don't have much information on Oren Stephenson and Marty Worry. So the Stephenson Worry Hall of Fame is basically a boy's hall of fame named after Oren Stephenson, former Geelong, former Richmond the player. Boys. And former Fitzroy player, Marty Worry, famous for kicking the last ever goal in a Fitzroy home game. And I think the last ever goal in Fitzroy's history, Marty Worry. Played 11, seven or eight games at Fitzroy, kicked 11 goals, seven in his last two games. Went to Collingwood the next year, saw Tony Shaw as the coach at Collingwood and went, I'm out of here. And became <laughs> I just went, no. <laughs> he's, he's out. Uh, his personal life, though, it's a bit of a rocky one. So I didn't want to go too far into that one. Oren Stephenson, I'm pretty sure, played 15 games between Geelong and Richmond. Uh, he, was, he was picked up from North Ballarat uh, to replace Brad Oldens. Talk about big shoes to fill. Uh, did he fill those shoes? Absolutely not. 
But as far as the criteria for the Stephenson Mori Hall of Fame, each member once again has eight nominations for the year on a rotating basis. So again, if I have round one, JD has round two, Mesa has round three. But again, between the Mesa Zero BCA Boys Club Award and the SW Hall of Fame, Stephenson Mori Hall of Fame, we're going to rotate it. So we're not going to have like three different awards in one week. So one basically, Mesa... someone gets a segment a week. A week. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the criteria again: twenty-four in total, eight nominations. Special wing. Now, of the eight nominations we have, two of the eight can be a special wing. Now, what's the special wing? The special wing includes either being a premiership player, high individual award, either a Coleman Medal, Brownlow, Rising Star, or Norm Smith, basically an award that no boy's ever going to win. Again, if the majority disagree, we must find another player as soon as possible. But again, we're doing our research. If, anyone dis if people disagree on this, and we've done our research on it, we've got to do better. Right. We do. <laughs> you got it. Uh, but the set criteria for every single player nominated must have played under 100 games. So if you find someone that's played 135 games, no. Absolutely. This example we had when we discussed it was uh, you play 101, you're out. Clancy Pierce, 100 games, ineligible. But there was one segment I think you missed out, bud. All right, boys, it's a cash to go watch. Meso, shut up. This is actually important. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Japanese wrestler in America, living the American dream, making a name for himself. Uh, what is Takesh to watch? Basically, any matches he has during the week, we're going to talk about it. If he doesn't have any matches, we're going to see what he's been doing on social media. And I may just follow up on his cage match uh, rating. Because it's a pretty high rating at this current time. Everyone rates him. Everyone loves him. Everyone wants to see more of Takeshita. So what's happened with Takeshita this week? What well, we he, wrestled, he wrestled on Dark and Rampage. Two matches. Mm -hmm. Two matches two, this week. I didn't even know there was two. But two wins. Now, what I love Ooh. about this is he defeated Jack Cartwheel with a running knee in three minutes and 56 seconds on AEW Dark. What's better? This was a very good match. Pretty good for Jack Cartwheel as well for, for under four minutes, but yeah. three minutes, 56 seconds. Times that by two, you get seven minutes and 52 seconds. And that was the exact match length for his AEW Rampage match against Preston Vance. How do you find that? How do you get that exactly? <laughs> uh, I do my research. It's to catch the watch for a reason. Now, uh, I guess the best way to put it, because we didn't now, we, we missed watching to catch this week. So you're going to have to be the one that we're relying on you yeah. this week. Rate that match for us. How was Preston Vance versus Takeshita? I'll give it a 7 out of 10, and that's a being a bit generous. I think the chemistry was a little bit off, but it's not anyone's fault. It's just it happens. You, you, you face wrestlers, you just don't match up well. Uh, school, not schoolboy, um, backslide was the, was the finish. Okay. Huh. Uh, Bit of outside interference from Preston Vance's manager, but who cares? Takeshita won. Yeah. That's, that's all we care about. Two wins. You're probably going on about Takeshita, but I mean, do you want to explain why there's a championship behind you? Uh, I worked my ass off for that championship. Uh, I won a tipping competition against the boys. Oh, won myself a world championship. And by winning myself a world championship, much. I bought it on the WWE much. shop for $145. I was going to say, because let's be this honest, mate. Much. I didn't get one. <laughs> I also didn't buy one, so... I bought myself one, because you weren't going to buy me anything. Well, let's be honest. Nobody bought me anything last the year before. 
Oh, well, that's because of COVID. I couldn't really go out and buy anything for you. All the year before that, pretty sure I won two years in a row. Yeah, but because Mm. of COVID, I couldn't go out and buy anything. And by the time we could go out, it was too late. So This close. It was a technicality. Technicality. This close to losing it. (laughs) Well, the technicality was Meso forgot his footy tips at certain stages of the year. And look what happened. I sit here. You know what's funny? Mason should have easily won by not forgetting tips each week. Hmm. Uh, well, maybe not easily, but he should have at least pushed you to the limit the entire way. Yeah, shoulda, woulda, coulda. I'm sitting here as the AWO world champion, and you're just sitting in Perth somewhere with I'm nothing. In a cave. That's pretty. But lovely. I will say, if Maso wins the footy tipping this year, I will drive across Nullarbor with this championship and just like a like a peasant to a king. I will just hand it to Maso. Here you go, sir. Like crumbs. Uh, si, senor. Uh, <laughs> mucho gracias, uh, the podcast. Uh, number one. You sound like, <laughs> Santino. You sound like Santino Morella. Have I literally did that before? John Chena. Uh, the John Chena. John Chena. <laughs> Speaking on Santino Morella for a second. Who else wanted him to win that, that chamber against Daniel Bryan? No. Oh, uh, you know it's funny. I, I'll send you guys the CBB thing after. You guys will like it. I'll show you guys. He talks about it. I did want him to win. Yeah, no, that's that's why I came up because yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh. Yeah, it was a really good clip. Uh, would agree. I I mean, it would have been fun just to see what happens if he won it. <laughs> he needed to. Oh no, I was I was I was pulling for him. Either that or the rumble. Him beating Del Rio would have made my existence. All right. That's it for the AWO podcast, boys, for the week. We hope to see you guys next week. Uh, I'm JD. <laughs> Is that how you wanted to do it? Is that how you want to end it? I have no idea. I don't know who I am anymore after this episode. I mean, <laughs> all you need to know is that you're the AWO world champion. And I'm that's not a leader. all you need to know going forward. I'm not a leader. I'm just a co-captain. We're all co-captains here. But I am the champion. I well, am, uh, yeah, a mace man, the space man, just floating around my opinions. So, uh, yeah, it's been fun. Hopefully, hopefully you stick with us for the season and, uh, we can give you some good old fun content. I do have one more highlights video before the season starts mm-hmm. and I uh, hopefully AFL doesn't take me down for any copyright strikes, but. And I'm JD. <laughs> That <laughs> That's all I wanted to give you. Uh, <laughs> it's a water way to wear it. There you go. <laughs>